0: I am super excited to introduce my guest. He is a talented young actor. You may know him from his breakout role on the hit TV series, Stranger Things, playing the part of young Henry Creel on season four. I want to welcome Raphael Luce to the podcast. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. So I created this podcast to inspire young artists to follow their dreams. If a kid like me can come out to Hollywood at 18 with 200 bucks in my pocket and a one-way ticket, not knowing a soul out here and making the dream a reality. I've been a working actor for over 35 years. You know, why can't the listener out there? If a kid like you can have a dream to become an actor and now be on a hit TV series, it's possible.
1: Oh, it is absolutely night. Nice. I started like that. I We did auditions every week. We went to 17 auditions like because my brother and sister are also in the business. So before COVID, there it was all in person. So we had to drive everywhere all the time. And we had a lot of auditions. We didn't get everyone. We just kept on auditioning. And it only takes one audition to get it and to change your life. I mean, for Stranger Things, I probably did like, 50 auditions before I got Stranger Things, but like, it's just, it takes so much time and effort and you got to not give up because it only takes one audition. So when we got it, we were, I remember it was three, we did it at my manager's office, the last one, the callback. And it was, it was just incredible because after a week, they told us that I got the job And it was just a surreal experience because I just couldn't believe it because I knew how big the show was. And that's what really amazed me because I never thought I could be in a show like that. But it's just, you just got to keep on auditioning. Even if you don't get it, don't get discouraged because it only takes one audition. So you just, you got to keep working at it.
0: That's great advice. I tell my actors all the time, you know, I have an acting school in Manhattan Beach called the uh, Manhattan Actor's Studio. And, you know, I have actors that, you know, they're, they've are they gone out on, on hundreds of auditions and they're frustrated and they're, they're coming to me and they're thinking of quitting. And I tell them all the time, it just takes one. It's the very next audition. You know, some people quit when they're on the 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 one-yard line. They're about to score a touchdown, but they don't know it and they give up. And it's literally, it could be the next audition.
1: And, you know, there's a funny story. I don't know if you know the uh, show Friends. Sure. Um, the The person who plays Phoebe in the show, yeah, she had done hundreds of auditions before then and didn't get a single one, and and she was about to quit. She was about to leave New York or something, and she was about to leave. And she said, and she just she got an audition, and she said, I'll just do one more, you know. And that one audition booked her own friends, and now she's just good for the rest of her life. And it Mm -hmm. only took that one audition to get that.
0: I know. You know, she I had a pilot that I did. uh, It was called Matchmakers with an actress named Ava Gabor. And she was in the pilot and she had one line. She was a girl like looking. It was about a dating service trying to find a a boyfriend. And she had literally one line in this thing. And, you know, boom, you know, she's on a hit TV series. You know, I had a series with with Matthew Perry before before Friends. Yeah, we had a series together. So, you know, it really I, I you know, I know Matt LeBlanc. I mean, I knew Matt. From running around hollywood we used to audition against a, a lot of the same roles together and you know awesome. i knew i knew you know he was struggling before landing that role on uh, friends so literally it takes that one one audition yeah so i want to go back i want to go back when did you know that you wanted to be an actor
1: so my parents have always been in the business my parents do stunts in movies and so they do stunt doubling, all that kind of stuff. So I was a kid and I remember we were in France, I think, and they were leaving to do some shoots. And I, I, I think I asked uh, if we could do, uh, start doing acting and stuff. And we said, yeah, we can think about it. And then we went to Los Angeles for a while uh, and some of my friends did acting. And I thought it would be so cool to do acting because My friends are doing it, and my parents are already in the business, and it just started from then on. And my parents always said that they would feel so bad if they never gave me the chance of trying acting out. And you know, we just started doing it. All of us we just started auditioning, and it turned out really
0: well. Yeah, so I got to tell you, you got pretty cool parents. You know, I've had the pleasure to to hang out with them. You know, we have as an actor myself when i'm on sets and shooting a movie i, I don't really hang out with the actors uh, you know afterwards i kind of hang out with the stunt people because they're more fun they're cooler yeah. and uh, you know one of one of my friends uh, who's my best friend is andy dillon and yeah. and uh, it was andy's 50th birthday and i met your parents you know in 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 cancun mexico and hanging out with that crazy crew of stunt people. And it's like the circus came into town. That was was a lot of fun. So I'm just curious. So your dad is a tight wire.
1: He's a high wire walker. He started the high wire at this small circus camp in Vermont called Circus Smirkus. And he started at 14 and he's been doing it ever since he had his, uh, his uh, teacher, his name is Rudy. Rudy um, Rudy but he's been doing uh, high wire ever since he's, uh, and he just invented a new thing called fire wire. It's pretty much, it sounds it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a fire. It's uh, the high wire on fire, and he walks across it, and he does a couple tricks. He also rides the bike on it, and he's been doing it his whole life. And actually, he met my mom at Cirque du Soleil doing high wire and yeah my mom was a gymnast for 18 years and they just met at the du Soleil doing circus stuff yeah
0: yeah so i saw him on um was it um has yeah. got talent extreme yeah
1: american got talent is extreme actually it's funny because it was just it was it was so weird getting i heard my dad uh, he got the part for well he got casted for the I don't know how it whole how it happened, how he got into American Scott Talent, but it was just it was awesome. It was really fun seeing him up there. Does it and make you nervous? Every I'm used to it by now. He's done a lot of shows, but yeah, it's always a little nerve wracking when he's up there, you know. But I, I know he he's a professional. He's been doing this whole life, so I trust him.
0: So, so you grew up around? I mean, I heard you were set on fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I did. Well, we have a couple of friends in Los Angeles who are also stunt people. And they had this stunt camp. And we started, uh, the whole week was about doing uh, stunt fights, ratchets. uh, Ratchets, when you get pulled with a line onto a mat or something, flips and all that. And at the end of the week, you could do a a fire burn with professionals, of course. Um, You'd put this suit on that is like dipped in Uh, gel and slimy goo that's very cold and when you were done putting on the suit you're so freezing that you just can't wait for them to set you on fire you know
0: (laughs) but yeah it was really fun that's awesome so you got a lot of special skills you got a a lot of talent there
1: yeah I've I've done stuff I'm kind of in I'm kind of doing acting and I, I love doing stunts too so I'm like in between but
0: yeah, so you were born into this talented family. Tell me about, you have siblings that are in the business too, right?
1: Yeah, uh, my sister is, works on a show called General Hospital. It's a soap opera that's been doing shows and episodes for like 50 years. And it's, it's awesome. And yeah. my brother really, has done cool stuff in Seaberg and a couple other shows. But yeah.
0: Very cool. I had a character on uh, General Hospital. Yeah. So- yeah, I played a gangster on it for, for a no, I... while. <laughs> so, okay, so now you want to be an actor. You tell your parents, I want to be an actor, and you come out to L.A., right? Yeah. Can you tell me um, how, like, you got your first agent? Uh, how, what was your first part?
1: I, I remember some stuff. I forgot what was my first part. I think it might have been Moon Manor, this movie that came out a couple years ago. Uh, I think that was the first, but how we got to LA is actually a a cool story. We, uh, we were in Vermont and we bought a, uh, a bus. It's like an RV slash bus. And we actually uh, drove it cross country for like three months. And we uh, got to Los Angeles, our destination. And we parked at a friend, a friend of ours. And that's where we started doing audition. We started taking classes and, and we got our first agent with, I think it was Paloma or something, but, and it all started from there.
0: That's awesome. So you said you studied, you studied your craft. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. I, um, I went to this, uh, acting school called a uh, young actor studio. Mm-hmm. I did it for a couple of months and it was really fun. I learned a lot there. And I think that really helped me. And I would really recommend any actor or actress to, Start there.
0: Study craft. Yeah. yeah, that's great. So, what kind of stuff did you learn in acting class?
1: Just how to, like, just how to be, how to imagine yourself in that moment. Uh, also, imagining it before you're doing the the shot really helps. Sometimes, just sitting down and imagining the story in your head, and I mean, I don't know how to explain it. It's hard to explain. But.
0: You really had to use your imagination on uh, on yeah. Str- Stranger Things. I mean, you had like uh, a Black Widow crawling on your hand, right? But there was no yeah. Black no black Widow there.
1: No, there's some Black dots on your arm, all CGI. But the funny thing with Stranger Things is that when I was on there, they didn't tell me anything about my character. I had no idea. They, like, so the first day they didn't it, like for a long time didn't tell us anything because they didn't want anyone to leak the, the story if you're not like a main main actor if you're not like the if you're not 11 or Mike or like one of the main crew but we had to do our own Sherlock Holmes investigation on set asking people about my character and I didn't know until they tattooed 001 who I actually was. Wow. Yeah.
0: And I heard you had to keep that a secret for a while because of the pandemic. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So we, I started doing Stranger Things when I was 12 and I think it came out when I was 15. So just a couple months ago. And it was just a long three years of not being able to say anything. But the funny story is that when we started, we did a year of shooting before, uh, Covid happened, and then we all of the production stopped we had to just quit for a year and then when we came back, everyone had grown, grown like five six inches, uh-huh. so everyone had to get new costumes, get new shoes and so it was it was funny i I heard so, you know, had to, I, heard I heard you
0: like had to, i heard you had to get your first shave too
1: oh yeah <laughs> i uh I got my first mustache shave on the set, and it's funny because the person who did it apparently has shaved. All their uh, all the kids on Stranger Things. I can't even call them kids anymore. They're adults, but like, she shaved all their first shaves of all their kids that worked on there.
0: That's funny. Yeah. How was it coming onto an an established show? I mean, the show you know was already a hit show. It's been on for four seasons. You know, you're the new guy coming in. How how did they treat you?
1: Honestly, I I felt the first couple weeks or days I I felt a little weird and a little bit like I don't know um alone but like unease like I'm not used to this I don't know anyone here but then uh I remember I think it was the first day or the one of the first days in the week that I was there me and my dad were on set and I think I got to meet Kayton on set I think was at Crafty or something and we talked a little bit and I, no, 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 it's not crafty. It was, uh, we were doing school and he was uh, in there and I got to talk to him. He was really nice. And when we, uh, when we had a break for lunch, we went to lunch and he invited me to the table with all the main characters and all the, all the kids. And it was really nice because I got to talk to them all. And they're awesome people. And then I felt more included. But it was really cool.
0: Can we talk about the audition for Stranger Things? Was that an in person or a self tape?
1: It was a self tape. Uh, I remember I, I had to sit in this chair. I had a couple lines, and I had to start getting freaked out because there was a monster running at me just at that moment. And I had to scream really loud, and then and then I did the the self tape, the callback, the avail, and and then the job. <laughs>
0: So you were, you were booked right off the, the self-tape and the, and the callback via, what, Zoom? Or was it in person? I,
1: no, it was, it, none of it was Zoom. It was all self-tape. So we did the, the same scene like three times. And then we just waited a week until they told
0: us. Wow. So yeah. you, ne- you never went in to meet anybody in person. Everything was done via self-tape. Yeah. Wow. How do you feel about self-tapes?
1: Honestly, I kind of prefer them. Uh, than in person but there's some benefits because you can redo your tape if you messed up you can always redo it as many times as you want because sometimes it takes a while to get the perfect tape so that's nice to be able to do that but it's also nice to be able to meet the casting people and talk to them and have that connection but it's it is what it is
0: so you were put on. You put yourself on tape for an initial self tape, and then they made you do a self tape for a callback. Did they give you direction at all between those two?
1: I think they gave us a couple directions uh, on the on the last one. They gave us a couple directions, just to make it more scary or more emotion, and then I think that's how it happened.
0: So you didn't know you would be playing this evil character at all.
1: I, I think I knew that it was. Something for Stranger Things, but I had no idea what it was for.
0: And how was it for you playing this character that was in mostly in flashback, right? I mean, everything was flashback.
1: Yeah, yeah. it was all it was all flashback. I'm a little bummed that it was all flashback because I wanted to be able to work with the 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 crew, you know. But you know, it is what it is. But it was at least I got to meet them. It was fun. But it was it was a cool experience being able to wear. 80s clothes or like you know 60 clothes those old fashioned clothes with shoes and the hair and the house it was it was just a weird experience and a really fun because i got to experience that but all the people on set are very nice and it was awesome
0: how was it working with the duffer brothers
1: oh they're awesome they know their craft so well they it's like They they know every scene, every little detail, like just it's it's so no, they're they're awesome. They're very kind. They're they're very good at what they do and they were awesome.
0: Yeah, I watched their I just recently watched their master class. They have a master class on on how they created Stranger Things. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, you know, you know the program Masterclass, they have all these great teachers, you know, Samuel Jackson talking about acting, Martin Scorsese talking about directing. And they're they're on there and and I watched their uh, masterclass and it was awesome. Really creative guys, smart guys. Hmm. That's awesome. So, I love that. Yeah. So so you know, boom, like that, life has changed for you, right? I mean, you know, before the audition for Stranger Things. You know, I don't know. I'm TikTok, social media. I, you know, I don't yeah. know how many, how many, how many follows did you have before Stranger? Um, yeah. I
1: think on Instagram, I had six hundred. On TikTok, I had sixteen thousand, and then after Stranger Things, after the first week or something, everything went up to like two million and three hundred k, and it was just, wow. it was just. Surreal. I had no idea I would be that big. Cause, I mean, my let's be honest, my I only have like ten minutes of screen time. So I'm surprised I'm getting all this clout and and all this like recognition off of this part. But it's just been incredible. And I've been since that I've been able to go to conventions, do more things, and it's just been really cool.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it's a global hit tv show yeah, I mean, it's like
1: legendary. it's it's yeah. the biggest show
0: absolutely ever. and and you play you know you may only have you know 10 whatever minutes on it but you know you play the pivotal role i mean it's yeah. you're the origin you're the the beginning you're yeah. zero zero one you're vecna right you're you yeah. know it's that that's a huge huge role thank you
1: yeah, but, yeah i i didn't but the thing is i didn't know until i watched because I didn't know how big my part was or who I was until I watched the episodes. And when I watched the episodes, I was like, wait, what? I, I, that's me. And I had no idea about all of that. And it was just, it's, it's a totally different experience watching it on an episode or watching yourself on a screen instead of doing it in the actual scene or doing the actual scenes. Cause it's, it's just it's a different experience because you see the whole backstory you hear but when you're doing it it's not in order you're just doing these specific scenes and it's it's very different
0: can we talk about that responsibility of having two million followers on tiktok i mean I, that's a yeah. huge responsibility i mean you have an audience out there you know you got to be careful what you put out there
1: yeah i know i've been since then, I'm like, oh my god, can I post this? This is loud. It's like I have to really monetize myself a lot more because people are actually actually seeing me now, and it's just it's a it's a weird feeling. But you know, I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used to the whole the whole the the jam. You know, just how to do this. You have to post a couple times a week. You know, and then and with all this, I'm I'm getting some offers to do interviews and podcasts and it's really cool i love doing them and it's a lot of fun And i think because of this it's gonna it's gonna be great
0: yeah can we talk about you know you're going to these conventions and there are screaming girls and you know i mean it's 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 fame is a tricky thing i mean i know for me it was a little hard to deal with
1: yeah i so a month ago i went to france for vacation for summer with my two best friends, Julian and Cooper, and they've never been. So it was really cool. We got to bring their families out, and we went to France to my mother, mother's mother's house, so my grandma's house. And we also have a house further down in, in the south. But uh, we first stayed in Paris, and it was really nice. And the week, actually, that we got there, we figured out that there was a convention in Paris, and so we contacted them if we could go and we contacted them and we said hey um rafa just wanted to come and say hi to Millie, if that's okay you know they got to work and they talked before and they were like no you're not allowed to do that that would upset the fans if you want to come and we're like wait what so and then they told us if you want to come you have to do all the signings the photos the autographs the the panels and we're like uh okay (laughs) i mean that sounds like so i got to do my first convention because of that and it was it was just such a cool experience. Um, I remember the day we they came and picked us up in this van, and they brought us to the convention. And um, and when we got to the door, I saw the the thing at the the convention area. And my friend taps me on the shoulder and says, "Raphael, look to your right." And I look to my right, and there's a whole big crowd of people right there. And the van starts to stop. And I'm like, we're not going out there, are we? And all of a sudden we stop. And we're about to leave the the van. And there's three bodyguards all of a sudden that, that they kind of like grab me and bring me inside. And there's people screaming. Ruff, 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 ruff. And when I got inside, I was shaking. I had no idea what just happened. I was like, whoa. Like I had never experienced that. And it was just. It was a fun, exhilarating, but scary experience. I had I had no idea that's how it really was, you
0: know. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I'll tell you a funny quick story is, is when I had my TV series, you know, with Matthew Perry on on Fox, when Fox first became a, a TV network, there was no Fox. When I came out, there was ABC, NBC and CBS. So I was one of the first shows on on the Fox network with 21 Jump Street with Johnny Depp and, you know, Married with Children, all these these shows that were brand new at the time. And we'd do publicity stuff, go to a mall. I mean, it was just madness. I mean, I remember coming home to New York um, and I was in L.A. doing the show and I had no idea, you know, how big my character was. Go
1: and that's a funny thing because I, I saw because when you look at social media and you see the followers, it's just numbers. Like you don't actually see the people, and you just see numbers. But when you get there and you see the crowd of people, there was only there was three thousand people in the audience. And that, if you saw that on the number, you'd be like, "Oh, that's not that many." But when you see it in real life and you see how many people are actually there, it's a totally different experience. And it's just it, that was the weird thing because I I never got to see like who it was like the Beatles, you know they they went <laughs> went to America. And they had no idea all these people actually like knew them and and it was the same same experience. Like I had no idea this many people actually knew me.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. So so yeah. I, I came home and 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 I was in my mother's house in Brooklyn and I I was jet lagged. I, I went to take a nap. My mother said, Billy, Billy, come wake up, come here. She goes, look out the window. And I'll look out the window and it's hundreds and hundreds of screaming girls like chanting we want pooch we want pooch and they're going through my mother's trash cans and it's so and then the police show up and they're trying to disperse the crowd so i promised to go sign autographs at this church in the in the gymnasium and you know i i had called all my friends that i grew up with these big bodybuilder guys you know like we're gonna protect me you know we show up to this place you know to sign order. And it's just a mob scene. There's thousands of screaming girls and, you know, jealous boyfriends because the girls are screaming. (laughs) And the boyfriends were like, kill the booch, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they were not happy. So, you know, I'm signing autographs and it was very, you know, one at a time would come up and sign art. But after like three or four hours, my, I I had to go to the bathroom. So I said, you know, I'm going to be taking a little break. And, but the bathroom was across the gymnasium on the other (laughs) side. So my friends decided they were going to like, you know, part the crowd and we were going to walk. And as we got down the stairs, it became a mo- like literally like pulling and like, like pulling my, trying to tear my clothes off me. So I panicked and I ran. Worst thing you can do because they ran after us. <laughs> and now we're running across the gymnasium. We get behind the door, Right. And my friends are trying to hold the door back. And like, you know, one, one of my friends says, I feel like one of the Beatles. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was crazy. And then a police officer comes in from the other doorway and he says, oh, yeah, I got it. He goes to handle and he opens up the door and they bum rush him. His hat goes flying in the air. We run out of the place. We jump into my friend's car and they surround the car. Now they're banging on the hood. And like my friends freaking out because his father's car is going, and I'm like, run him over, get us <laughs> out of here! You know, it was it was madness. It was the scariest thing when you yeah. have all these screaming people banging on. You know, I can't imagine being you know Elvis Presley or Michael Jackson or you know Johnny Depp. You that know, it's crazy. Scary.
1: It's scary, but you know you have there's so much adrenaline pumping for you after that. You're just yeah, it, it's it's wild, but you know. I'm just trying to imagine it sometimes I imagine it if I was the fan I try to imagine like you know when I'm, I'm doing all these conventions now I have I've done two but I'm going to start doing them a lot now I have one this weekend but I'm just trying to imagine if she came out all the way to Florida or something and she just wants to meet Raphael or Henry Creel and this is her dream or something I'm trying to like think of how I would want that or how I would want that meet and greet to be. And I want to make their money's worth or their time's worth to see them, you know? And yeah.
0: So where is this uh, convention? This, that's coming so up. So
1: I have a couple going on. I have one in France on December in December, and then I have another one in Germany in, uh November, I think. And I have a, I have one in Florida this weekend, uh, in uh, Saint Augustine, um, and then I think I, ha- I have one uh, in Liverpool. And I'm just starting to do these, and because we saw how it was in the France and Germany one that we were like, oh, we'd love to start doing these, because apparently this is what actors do. A lot of like Marvel actors or like people that if they're not working on set, they do conventions. And I was like, oh, this could be cool. So we're starting to sign up for all these Stranger Things conventions, and it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I do them once in a while. You know, I have I have some movies that I've done back in the early 80s that are cult classics. I mean, the fan base is crazy. And when I go to these conventions, you know, and sign autographs and take pictures, the, you know, the fans are so excited to to meet you. I mean, they're diehard fans. They've been fans, for you know, forever. And, and, yeah. and just to be able to get to meet you and talk to you and, and take a picture with you is pretty awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about fame i mean how has it changed for you do your friends treat you differently now that you're Um, i mean
1: sure my some of my friends are definitely happy for me but honestly for me nothing really has changed except that now i do conventions and that people know me that's honestly nothing really has changed except that and i don't want to I don't want to be one of those uh bratty actors. You know, I want to stay really humble and I don't want to I want to I, I want to I don't want to go down the dark side. You know, I want to I want to be I want to be the cool actor, the the nice actor, you know, that you can come up to and say hi.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really important. I mean, fame is a double edged sword. I've seen a lot of actors. I've I've known a lot of actors. I've been in this game a long, long time. I know a lot of actors. You know, I remember Johnny Depp when he was still sleeping in his car when he came out to Hollywood, you know, before he was Johnny Depp. You know, I know a lot of actors. I was there the day River Phoenix passed away outside the Viper Club in Hollywood. I, Brad Renfro, I mean, a lot of actors that, you know, didn't have, you know, got into drugs and, 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 and kind of ruined their life and destroyed their life. So, you know, it's important to remember where you come from, remember your family, to stay grounded. Don't, don't let the fame get to you. Because it is a double edged sword. And, you know, don't believe the hype, you know, just be you stay you, you know, you're you come from a good family, you got, you know, good support around you. So just, you know, stay grounded.
1: And that's like one of the most important things in this business is to really have good people, good friends around you, because it can get tough. But like, if you have good friends and family supporting you, then that's the best
0: and it is a roller coaster ride you know it it will go up and down you will be over here and then you won't work for a while and then you you know it just that's just the nature of the beast
1: It's it's not really a a daily job it's not always a day job you know it's it's a I have a job here for a month and then i won't work for like 3 months and then i have this day here and that day there it's never it's never set in stone and that's lately well actually our whole life it's been like that we've always are Hectic. We have, like, all five of us work in the business. It's, oh, this weekend we're going to L.A. Oh, wait, no, it changed. We're going today. Or we're going to New Orleans. Oh, we're going to France. It's like, it, it's crazy. Like, I don't know how many planes we've taken taken in our whole lives, but it's it's more than we could ever count. It's just, it's insane because your schedule is never set in stone. It's uh, It's pretty flow you can go with the flow you know and you have to get used to that
0: sure especially you know your parents being in the stunt business they get a call to do a film in new orleans boom we got to go to new orleans uh yeah. you know if, so what you know you've been all over the place i mean you, you're traveling which is pretty awesome yeah but you grew up in france I,
1: uh yeah for the first couple years um i was born in vermont and we moved to france we bought a house there so for a long, a couple a couple of years we were there. Uh, went to the school, but then we moved around again. We went to Los Angeles and we stayed there. Uh, but then we were just moving from Los Angeles to France. And when we were at Los Angeles, we were staying with friends and and people. And and then a couple of years ago after we started doing acting and stuff. Uh, my dad started getting work in New Orleans. So we got uh, we got a place here. We started moving from New Orleans to France to Los Angeles. And then we kept on, everyone was working. So, and when I started, and when I got to Ranger Thing, we were actually in Atlanta filming. So we were moving from France to New Orleans to Los Angeles to Atlanta. It was just, it's just, yeah, it's hectic sometimes, but it, that's, that's what you signed up for when you signed up for this.
0: But so, you're home, so you're homeschooled?
1: I am. I, I, I don't think there's a part of me that could ever do school because of my schedule and how we work.
0: So what's that like?
1: It's, uh, it's tough, but, you know, with the, with the stuff you're doing with auditions every, every week, you know, you can't, for example, before COVID, if you were in school, and you had an audition at 10 o'clock, but you're in school, you can't do it. That's why it's a lot easier when you're homeschooled, especially in the acting business and all that, because you can you can pause your school and go and go to that audition, do that, and then come back and work. So you can pretty much work whenever and and uh, still do your job,
0: you know. So is so. part of your homeschooling um, acting? Uh, Working on your craft?
1: Well, not really. But I mean, some of it, you know, when we were doing uh, the acting classes, we took breaks here and there to do classes and dance and, and all the, we had we had a lot of classes, gymnastics and stuff. So we took breaks, but we still do school. We have to do school, you know, as normal people, all normal kids, you know, but it, it gets tough sometimes. But, it, you know, that's what we got to work with what we got. So, yeah.
0: What advice would you give to somebody who has a dream to become an actor and they just don't
1: just don't give up? Even if you think you're 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 not getting any jobs or just don't give up, because as we've been saying, it only takes one audition. Even if you've done 100 and you haven't got a single one, just keep on doing it until you get the job.
0: So, you know, people know you from Stranger Things, but what are some of the other roles that you've done?
1: Um, I did a, uh, a little character in, uh, Loki and that was pretty fun. And then I played a role in moon manor and then oh, I did a, a show called Christian friends. It was uh, run or produced by one of my friends. So can I've done a couple, but it, I haven't done it that much, honestly, but um, that's why I'm just starting. I'm hoping I can get more jobs and start doing stuff.
0: I heard you work with, uh, Kiefer Sutherland and, uh, Oh, yeah, that's enough.
1: Um, Yeah, the first lady, that was awesome. Uh, It was funny because there's a story when we were on set. My friend, uh, my dad uh, knows Keither from like 20...
0: 24?
1: Yeah, 24. And So my dad has watched him for a while, and he was like, oh, giddy, when he saw that I was working with him. And it was funny because I was talking to him on set, and we were talking, and then all of a sudden, Keith says, you know, your dad is cool, right? And I'm like, really? No, thank you. I mean, and, and I'm confused why he just said that randomly. And But anyways, we keep on talking. After I'm done talking with him, I go and tell my dad, did you say something to Keith? Because I had no idea why he had just said that. And he was like, wait, Keith said I was cool? So for like the whole week or two, <laughs> um, my dad was like, you know, Keith thinks I'm cool, you know, so... <laughs> But it was very funny. But he's such a nice guy. I, I hope I work with him again. And it was just a really cool experience.
0: Awesome. What do you see? What's the vision for the future?
1: You know, just, I, I just want to keep on doing acting. I really enjoy it. And, and hopefully I get, like, a TV show like Friends, you know, where you get to work every day with the same crew, you know, feel like family at that point. Because I know they worked, like, 10 years on that show. Mm-hmm. It's, and most, it, it, at that point, it doesn't even feel like work. I mean, it is a whole bunch of work, but you you are with a cast of friends like that, you just go to work every day. It, it's just like a big family. Everyone, you know everyone. They're all cool. You're all your friends, you know. And I think I'd love to get a big TV show like that or a couple movies. You know, I just want to keep on doing acting.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely when I I did a TV series called who's the boss, which was a hit TV series and I was on it for three years and it really is like family. And it is probably one of the most fun shows I've ever worked on because it was like, it wasn't even like work. It was playtime. You know, we were doing comedy and you know, it was, we were laughing all day long. And you know, we did it, the show in front of a live audience, you know, and it was just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Want to do comedy? Uh, I would love to do some comedy.
1: Honestly, I've, I, I'm not a big fan of horror stuff. I hate watching that, that stuff. So it was kind of ironic that I got Stranger huh. Things. But uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind getting jobs here and there, but I'd love to do comedy. You know, it's that's the only thing I watch. And it's just, I love watching stand-ups, you know, uh, Joe Coy, Bert, you know, I, I just, it would be awesome to do more comedy because I haven't done much.
0: But, so, so you're not a big horror fan. What do you, what's your favorite TV show? What, what, what are your favorite shows? Or uh, my
1: favorite TV show is Friends, but Friends? Uh, a couple other things. Well, we, we've, we've always watched those types of shows like The Office or Modern Family, but, or Scrubs, you know, just all those types of shows. I love it, it. It's always been funny. I love w- watching comedies and movies, and it's been awesome.
0: So what is it uh, you want your fans to know about you that people maybe they don't know?
1: That I'm a very down-to-earth guy. Uh, I'm not some unreal person. I'm just a normal person. So, you know, I just, I don't want people to think I'm some big superhero, you know. I'm not like some out-of-earth, terrestrial alien person. That's just, I'm Rafa. I'm just a normal guy who
0: who's just like you love that Phil, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. And, oh, was so fun. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And, and I wish you, I have no doubt you're going to be very successful in this business because you have a, gr- a good head on your shoulders and, And, you know, it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's a roller coaster, but, you know, if you have a dream, then you have to go after that dream with a vengeance and you're going to get knocked down. You're going to get rejected and you're going to get no's, but, you know, I believe every no brings you closer to a yes. And you got to keep getting some no's and keep staying in it and following your dream, following your passion and the dream will come a reality. So, so, so take care, send my love to your family and, and, uh, I'll see you next time. All right. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Please rate, review, share this with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't. Please take whatever you get from here, the golden nuggets, and apply them to your career. Go after your dreams with passion. Don't let anybody tell you it can't be done. I believe in you. Follow your dreams. I'll see you in Hollywood.